SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Burrell Coast to Coast, hour number two. We are back. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us. Big hour ahead here. Davis Maddock is with me. I'll bring him in in a moment. We'll do a ton of NFL. We've got the lion's share, too. Uh, we always like to tell you at this point in the show that you need to go and get the new Sports Grid app. Why? Because it's awesome. Uh, and it's everything you could ever possibly want. From an app on your phone, uh, you can track scores and live odds. You can stay up to speed on all the latest content from your favorite host. You can watch or listen uh, to Sports Grid there on the app. Watch Sports Grid, listen to Sports Grid Radio, maybe even Carver and Lisi weeknights at 8 p.m. East, uh, if you're so interested in doing that. Uh, so please go. It's available now at the iOS and at the Play Stores for all the Android users. It is smarter to be on Sports Grid. Go to sportsgrid.com backslash watch to see all of the places that you can find us. Uh, good to have with me. We have Davis every day, but I get a little extended Davis Matic uh, here in hour number two of C2C on a Wednesday. Davis, uh, good to see you as always. Fantasy Sports Today, Saturday mornings as well on the grid. Hi, Davis. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. We did the early line this morning. We are, I, I am just awash in sports grid, wow. which I mean, you know what that means? This is, this is a little, little peek behind the curtains for the people. If I've been up since 7 a.m. Central time doing nothing but looking at lines, it's like, I bet way too much crap already today because I've just been, I've just been on TV firing bets, like literally since the crack of dawn. That's nice. So you got to spend a few hours with Donnie Wrightside, and now you get to spend uh, an hour with me here uh, on Coast to Coast, and you're going to be ready to go. I mean, I mean, you've probably dove into Patriots and Steelers uh, more than anybody else uh, to this point, Davis. That's for sure. Uh, as we get things cooking, all right, we're going to go to that game first, but we will welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty Davis Maddock with me as well. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Nine Sports. Byline. Good to have everybody aboard. Uh, that is where I will start, Davis, because it is the first game of week number 14 at the place the Steelers play. Uh, Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky get excited. Uh, Bill Belichick hasn't been excited a lot lately, Davis. That's because his team is absolutely awful. But does he expect the Steelers to make any changes uh, before this game on Thursday night? Very tough to do on a short week with a new quarterback. Here is Bill Belichick. Well, again, when you're when you're this far into the season, I don't think, you know, you'd see a, too many teams on a Thursday game, you know, revamp and, and run a whole new offense. Um, you know, at this point, you're and you've committed a lot of time and and reps to what you do, and you you know modified a little bit for the specific opponent, but you, know, you pretty much are what you are at this point in the season. And um, in terms of schematically, I, mean, I don't think you're putting in you know, 20 or 30 new plays this week, so. Uh, even it was a full week, so I just you know I think you prepare for what what you've seen. We played this team last year, so we have a little bit of a background, at least with some of the personnel and and uh, certainly a defensive scheme. Um, but you know, there's always the unknown. You know, something different could happen, and if it does, then we'll be ready to adapt to it. You know, Davis, I know he's talking about his. Uh, he's talking about the Steelers there in terms of with Pickett being out, Trubisky being in. They're not going to change much. It goes for his team as well. You, we haven't known who's playing quarterback for them the last few weeks. On a short week, 
we know it's going to be Bailey Zappi again. Like he says, we are you are who you are at this point in the season. What an exciting quarterback matchup, Davis. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just so listening to Bill Belichick talk there, I, I was sort of just ready to be like, all right, well, we're going to get Malik Cunningham, right? And listening to wow. Bill Belichick talk, I'm like, well, we're actually no. way more likely to get Malik Cunningham next week if we are going to see him at all because what Bill just said, short week, you've only really got one full day of practice. Their practice on Tuesday is just going to kind of be like a walkthrough, like an install. They're, they're not putting pads on or anything. So if we do see Cunningham, I, I suppose it will be in week 15. I mean, that is what I've been rooting for this entire year. I just have really wanted to see him go. They are home to the Chiefs next week so i i don't know i mean it could be look uh very famously carver the uh the uh the the pat white wildcat quarterback situation it was dreamed yes. up on the airplane it was on the flight home they set it up they did it in a week you know they did they did do it in a week and it was against the patriots right way back in the day the game they won the first pat white game so yeah i mean look it's probably not gonna happen honestly at this stage doesn't really doesn't really behoove the Patriots to win these games. And I don't know if you got this vibe, but just listening to Belichick talk there, I mean, that is a guy who's got no fight in him right now. I'm not going to nope. say he's got no fight left. I would never count Bill Belichick out like for the long term, but for the next, what, five games the Patriots have, this dude doesn't care. He does not care. He doesn't. Uh, we played a clip of a Monday after the Charger game, and I said – He's like begging for six weeks in the Caribbean. Like he just can't, he needs to get as far away from football. And we know he doesn't do that. Bill's a guy who, you know, he lives, breathes and sleeps it really all year. I mean, the only time he probably doesn't touch football is from like late May to training camp after all the, all the off season program is over. But I, I think he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, we've discussed this a lot too. I think he needs those. 15 or 16 wins uh, to be the all-time winning his coach, regular season and postseason, and he knows he ain't getting them there uh, over the next couple of years, even if he drafts a big-time quarterback uh, with the second or third or first overall pick in this draft. One more note on this game, Davis. Totals now back to a flat 30, 30, as in 3-0. Uh, it would be the lowest total in the NFL since 2005. Since 03, games with totals of 31 or less, the under – Six, three, and one. I don't want to go after this day. It was like when they're this low, you just play the under. When they're super high, uncharacteristically high, you just play the over. Like that's just the way you have to look at it. I think you're I think you're probably right. I just uh I'm not betting the under on this because I'm gonna have to dedicate three hours of my life to watching this game. And if what yeah. I'm sitting there rooting for the entire time is for Mitch Trubisky to hand the ball off to Jalen Warren and then for Jalen Warren to fall down immediately and then for the Steelers punter to come out and then for Bailey Zappi to hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott and Ezekiel Elliott falls down in the pay and they're just punting they're playing ping pong punting back and forth to each other I I can't have that it's way better right it's way more fun for Bailey Zappi to come out and be, you know, running flea flickers with Tyquan Thornton or whatever. Like, obviously, this is total wish casting. It's not going to happen. These teams are not explosive enough. If you're going to take a, a part of that total, I, I do think you're probably right. This, it's like Iowa, Nebraska, right? Like, you're just yeah. taking the under on Iowa, Nebraska. You're not under. fighting it. Yeah, you're, you're, all you're the, taking All those under. Iowa games went under. All those 28s, 29s, 30s for Iowa this year. I mean, they all were very consistent. Uh, but like I said, it is the NFL. That game could be 14-14 in the fourth quarter, and a field goal is going to push it over. So it's it's like, can we just get 
a couple, you know people are going to go after it. I think we got spoiled the last week with Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night in terms of excitement and points and primetime games that actually kept us engaged. Get ready. Could be sleepy uh, tomorrow night in Pittsburgh. All right, we'll come back, Davis. Uh, we'll go through a couple more games for Sunday, including uh, John Harbaugh and the Ravens off of a bye at home against the Rams, who are now 6-6 six and six in the NFC and trying to get some things done. For El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday, Carver High, Davis Maddock in for Scotty. We're back on the grid right after this. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com and we are back for El coast to coast on a wednesday carver high davis maddock in for scotty on sports grid and sports grid radio great to have everybody with us all right davis the ravens off of a bye now nine and three uh tied atop the afc with the dolphins for that number one seed dolphins have them on a tiebreaker right now they have the rams coming in big win for them last weekend six and six now over the browns back in the mix in the nfc playoff picture here is Ravens head coach John Harbaugh about what he needs from his team in the final five games. Oh, we just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited just like all the players are, I hope the fans are, uh, with the opportunity that we have and that, that our guys have, uh, have created for themselves, you know, and you do that by just taking it one day at a time and trying to be the best football team you can be and try to play the best you can. So I feel like our guys have done a good job of that, but um, it's always looking forward. Challenges are in front of us and we need to be ready for them. Uh, full touchdown right now, Davis, for the Ravens, favored at home against L.A. Flat 40 is the total. I'll say this for the Ravens. Here's what they do have going for them. For the first time in three years, they have Lamar Jackson playing in December, so maybe they can actually make their fast start to the season stick here and finish the job. I think that, I mean, that's the entire key. Like, I don't really think anyone's serious. This entire run has been like, oh, the Ravens can't get it done. The Ravens stink. Harbaugh should be fired. Like, they have had Tyler Huntley. They've had Anthony Brown. They've had a bunch of guys having to play quarterback for them who are not Lamar Jackson. And a lot of people, I guess, I guess Lamar criticism is like fairly popular. People like to say, you know, he's not in that tier. I, I actually don't really think anyone puts him in that tier with Josh, Hurts, Burrow, Mahomes. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess you could put Purdy in that tier now. I, I definitely, if I had to win a game tomorrow and I didn't have the 49ers roster, <laughs> I would take Lamar over Purdy. I, I'm laying the points here with the Ravens. Also, just like a pretty interesting thing about the Ravens is these games, like kind of every game for them for the rest of the season, it's kind of the Super Bowl because if they win out, they actually, because they get to play a game against the Dolphins, they will end up being the number one seed. So if they beat the Ravens, Jags, 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers, I, I think they can even lose that 49ers game because it's a non-conference game and still get the one seed. They are right now uh, second favorites to get it. Weirdly, the the Chiefs are actually still favorite to get the one seed because their schedule is so cake down the road. Um, huge weekend <sighs> between our teams, by the way, for the AFC one seed between the Bills and the Chiefs. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the Ravens here. You're not kidding. And uh, as I've been saying uh, really this entire week after the Chiefs lost on Sunday night, and there's just one thing I want to see this year, Davis. I, I want to see Patrick Mahomes finally have to play a road game in January uh, in the playoffs because he never does. The last six years, he never has. the games are always in Arrowhead. 
Uh, obviously, one of the majority of them, of course, a couple teams have gotten in there, Bengals a few years ago, et cetera, and beaten them, but they never have to go anywhere or leave Kansas City in the month of January. So I'm just please asking, whether it's the Ravens, the Dolphins, I actually don't even care at this point, Davis. Can somebody actually make them go on the road uh, at the end of the year? And we will talk about the Bills and the Chiefs in a little bit because it is uh, a very interesting game that we have on Sunday with the Bills coming off of a bye, uh, looking to get to 7-6. and six. One more note on Lamar, and I'm with you. I'm going to lay it. I think it's a bad spot for the Rams uh, this week heading east uh, to face this team off a of bye. But Lamar 1-8 and eight against the spread as a favorite of seven or more. So just something to think about. I don't care, Davis. I'm passing it by. One and eight is not, you know, it's, it's a decent sample size, uh, but I'm going to go past it and I'm going to lay it with Lamar. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I in general will just lay it with Lamar. Like, I, I the other thing about the Ravens that you always got to feel good laying uh, the other side of the hook, so seven, seven and a half or ten and a half or whatever, is they are so good at running the ball that actually when they're up seven, you're like, we're not getting back toward here. We're scoring again. We're going to, you know, like we're giving Gus Edwards the ball. We're giving Keaton Mitchell the ball. It doesn't even, because like a, a Chiefs yep. or a Bills or a Bengals or whatever, they get up 10 and you're like, well, their offense is just not as good when they're handing the ball off or whatever. So the back door stays right. pretty open. But with the Ravens, you're like, oh, well, we are slamming that back door shut when Gus Edwards gets his third touchdown of the game. That That is the nice thing about taking the Ravens with a bigger number. It certainly is. Uh, they, they run the football better than anybody in the AFC, that's for sure. The Dolphins are the team they are tied with right now. Dolphins have the tiebreaker you mentioned, very important. They play in a few weeks, uh, so they're going to be able to figure that one out head-to-head -head by the time this is all said and done. So Mike McDaniel was told yesterday that his team does enter the final five games with the top seed in the AFC. He doesn't really want to hear stuff like that, Davis. Here he is. Um, call me when it's a 13-game season. And I'll be excited to talk about the next game. Um, yeah, that I think, you know, that, you know, for all of us that have been uh, around the NFL long enough, um, you know, you, you get about five games, four games left, and and that becomes a lot of the, a lot of the conversation. And it, you know, it, it it does take um, a lot of execution to get there, but. You know, it's kind of one of those tricky things. There's a lot of distraction, um, like look over here while this is going on, that you have to battle to be successful in the National Football League. And um, the, the only thing that really matters is how we continue our development um, of mastering each and every day. Amazingly, Davis, he uh, continued that thought for like another four and a half minutes. And I think that everybody in the Dolphins press room fell asleep uh, while he was actually giving all of those thoughts uh, about how uh, it's a 13, not a 13-game season and they have five more games to go. They play on Monday night this week at home against Tennessee. Almost two tutties here, Davis. 13 and a half right now uh, for the Fish and the Titans. 46 and a half the total. I don't know. I don't know if I can lay 13 in a 47 and a half point total in a professional football game. I, I mean, I get it. It's not even that I'm saying. It's not even that I'm saying the points are wrong. And I definitely am not advocating taking the Titans. It's just like 
you, really, I suppose what you're betting on is that the second half of these games where they've been up so good continues to go according to plan, where it's like, all right, Devin A. Chain is like you oh, 27-yard touchdown, 35-yard gain. Oh, Tua threw the wrong pass, but Tyreek got behind the defender and tracked it down and took it to the end zone. Anyways, you're just sort of leaving yourself at the whims of, of whatever McDaniel wants to do in the second half. And by the way, I like Mike McDaniel, smart guy. I I don't I'm not a big fan of the interviews. The, it's just like it's a it's a bit it's a bit much for me with McDaniel in in the interview. He's all he's always trying to be a bit too clever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's like he's aware that he's become this personality inside the NFL, and he's kind of like playing mm-hmm. the character. It's a bit much for me. Uh, you're a hundred percent right. Like there's times where he like you could tell. It's almost like he purposely thought of some witty line that he's going to drop on these guys uh, and he's just waiting for the right moment to do it. Um, And it just sometimes just comes off. So like, what is he talking about? Uh, But he's a hell of a football coach and he's a hell of an offensive mind uh, with what he's got working in Miami right now. I don't know if I can lay 13 and a half either uh, for that one. Uh, All right, Davis, we're going to do the lion's share next. Uh, Let me just quickly, I'm probably going to skip on Jones. Let me ask you about the Eagles and the Cowboys for Sunday night. Um, Big game. Of course, Eagles, this is a, end of a huge gauntlet for them and now you're going into jerry's world dak's been playing excellent cowboys needed to get even in the division what are your early thoughts on sunday night early thoughts are that jalen hurts knee is like really limiting him and that this is the best version of the cowboys team i i grew up a cowboys fan my dad's a cowboys fan i let them go I think it was the right decision for me to do. This is the best iteration of the Cowboys I have ever seen, the way they are playing right yeah. now. I Early lean would be to take the the points with the Cowboys at home. And actually, high total, 50 over, way over on, on this game. I, I think it's total back and forth, yeah. Uh, it was What was it, like 40-37 last year in Dallas? And that was with uh, Minshew playing for the Eagles. Minshew. It was a wild game Eve. Uh, I'm expecting the same thing here this year. All right, we'll coast to coast. We'll come back. Lion share. We'll flip over and get Davis's plays uh, for NBA tonight. Lots to do about this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share, brought to you by BetMGM. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty Davis Maddock with me as well uh, on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. BetMGM has you ready for bowl season. That's right. The College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. BetMGM is giving their online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to $25,000 if they predict the most college bowl games against the spread correctly out of all eligible users. you got to log on to your BetMGM sportsbook account on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Go to the Promotions tab on your account to access the College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Complete and submit uh, the entry. One entry per customer is permitted. Customers do not need to make all their selections at once. Selections can on games can be made up until kickoff for each game. Customers will have the opportunity to win up to 25000 if they predict the most college football bowl games against the spread correctly out of all eligible users. There you go. MGM's College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Let's go. 
It is time for the lion's share, brought to you by BetMGM. Of course, uh, Davis Maddock is with us here this entire hour, and now we'll slide into the lion's share. Before we get to your basketball plays for tonight, Davis, there are a few things that are cooking right now at the baseball winter meetings in Nashville. Uh, and, and it's kind of like, Davis, we're, we're waiting for like these two big boulders to roll down the hill and then I feel like it's just the, the floodgates are going to open and all these guys are going to start signing. And that's obviously Otani on one side and this Juan Soto trade on the other, which sounds like it's nearing the end uh, for San Diego to send Juan, Tro- uh, Juan Soto to the Yankees. Jack Curry from the Yes Network says King, Thorpe, Brito, Vasquez, and Higashioka would be the return for San Diego if this happens. Uh, Davis, I don't care what the return is uh, for Juan Soto. The main thing is the Yankees needed to start being the Yankees again, and this would be their first step in trying to do that. Well, it definitely would. You're, you, I mean, I, I was on, I was on the show this morning with Donnie, and I was like, "What are we, Alex Verdugo? We're leading the show off with Alex well, Verdugo. That's it, the Yankee it, story it. right now, you know." So it's like that, but that is the Yankees' move of like the last five years, right? Is like the above average left-handed, you know, to take advantage of the short porch there in Yankee Stadium, you know, like that. Soto is the move. Soto, you're, you're so right. right. And by the way. Now that this reporting is like all out there and we know the Yankees are in on it, we know the specifics of who's going to be going where, if they get sliced through on this and he ends up being whoever, right, a Yankee a, a, or a, a Met, a Dodger, a Ranger, whatever, oh, man, just like yeah. the, the, you're absolutely going to have to eat it. I also – I, I don't know if this was your memory or if this was just like because Donnie said the same thing. We had both thought that he had signed the mega extension mm. with the Padres, that that was sort of the conditional thing for him getting traded for the Nationals. I, I was surprised to learn that, I mean, he's like an unrestricted free agent after this yeah. upcoming season. So I, I kind of hope the Yankees get it done, honestly, because he's going to score. He's going to hit so many home runs with that short porch. He is, you know, we always talk about Yankee Stadium swings, right? Guys who are so built for Yankee Stadium. And he really is. Like, I saw Boris talking today. It was like, he's got a 1,300 OPS uh, when he's played in Yankee Stadium. He's got this. He's got that. And I believe they'll sign him, uh, Davis, because you don't make a deal like this. In fact, I think they'll sign him by opening day. I think that they will make this trade, and they will not even let this thing see the light of day. Because already, at least here in New York, Half the town is doing, well, he can go spend a year with the Yankees and then he'll just come over to Queens uh, long-term the year after that when Cohen gives him all the cash. I don't see that, Davis. I think that this is something, if the Yankees get him in-house, they're not going to do what they did with Judge two years last year. They're not, not going to mess around. They'll give him his money and take care of business. You brought up Verdugo. Let me say this, and you notice. You're in, involved with all these guys. You can see it. When your rival of over 100 years trades you a player, your closest, fiercest rival trades you a player. That means they think that that player is so bad that it's going to hurt your team or he's so bad in the clubhouse that it's going to kill your team. So I'm stunned, honestly, that the Yankees uh, made this deal for Verdugo. Uh, Remember Cora in August with this guy, Davis? I mean, it was like the worst incident he ever had in baseball history. Why would you trade for a guy like this? 
Cora said today, Cora said today, like there, so there was the reporting that was like, oh, you know, they didn't like each other and they got a quote from Cora. And what he said was, managing Verdugo really taught me a lot, right? And all I could think in my head was, yeah, it taught him that you don't like this guy. That's, that's yeah. what it taught you that you do not like Alex Verdugo. Amazing. Uh, it really is uh, what's going on there. All right, let's get to tonight, uh, Davis, the lion's share, the NBA plays uh, for you. And we will start with the Thunder. Uh, and a pretty good game tonight. Of course, these are all the teams that didn't make the in-season tournament. Thunder taking on the Rockets in Houston. Minus one and a half for OKC, 226 and a half the total. Yeah. All right. This is uh, this is my favorite play of the entire day. Uh, I, I just, I think this is... I mean, look, if, uh, if our friends over at BetMGM hired me to set the lines, I think I'd make Oklahoma City like minus five and a half or something here. Oklahoma City, uh, they are number two in the entire NBA in net rating. They are number four in offense. They are fifth in defense. The Houston, you know, they're nowhere near that. They're like 12th overall in net rating. They actually, I mean, you got to give credit to MA Udoka. They actually have basically been the worst defense in the NBA the last three seasons. They're a good defense now. They're above league average. But, you know, the Rockets are on the mountain trying to ascend to where Oklahoma City already is. They're, they're young guys, uh, 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 Jalen Smith and uh, Alperen Sengun. Like, they're good young players you know but come on the oklahoma city is already there they've also they're also rested they got five days of rest that's that'll be a, i think the games are going to be really good tonight because everyone's going to be really rested all, all these teams playing should have gone five days of just you know rest relaxation taking a vacation whatever but yeah we we are laying it with oklahoma city on the uh money line or spread tonight they're both good spots uh, me, Coach, and Gabe in hour one were trying to figure this out, uh, Davis, for your second game tonight because this is like a complete riddle me this game. Nuggets went into L.A. against the Clippers a couple weeks ago. No Joker, no Murray, no Gordon. They were getting 11.5 or 10.5, whatever it was, and they won the game outright, the Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan game. Now Joker's playing. They're probably going to have Gordon, and they're questionable with Murray. And the Clippers are one-and-a-half-point favorites here? Tell me about it, Davis. Yeah, I mean, look, there's always going to be a little bit of information that uh, that you and I don't know, right? Like, just uh, there, there's always something that someone out there knows that we don't know. But I'm with you. I'm looking at this line, and I'm like, all right, the Clippers are 9-10. and 10. They just lost to Golden State. They did get uh, a, a get-right win against the Kings. They lost to Denver, the aforementioned ridiculous Reggie Jackson, the Andre Jordan game. I see very little evidence looking at this team that they have, you know, quote unquote, figured out this split between how they want to run the offense with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden. I think it's still a little bit too much of your turn, my turn. You know, that, that's what it looks like to me. And I, I would just also amend it to say, Nikola Jokic as an underdog ever getting getting points or getting a little bit of juice on the money line for us with Nikola Jokic, I'm taking that like sight unseen almost you know it's like it's like Mahomes as a home dog like sure maybe you lose that bet sometimes but I'm making that bet 100% of the time no uh, no doubt uh, you have to do that the Spurs are in Minnesota against the Timberwolves 12 and a half for the T-Wolves 231 and a half the total 
Yep. Uh, so we opened up this number this morning at 227. It has climbed up to 231. I, I think that's still a pretty good number. I guess the Spurs are sort of interesting in the sense that you would expect a Greg Popovich team to be pretty stout defensively, especially with Victor, uh, Victor Wembanyama in there. That has not really been the case. They've actually been... I mean, just brutal on defense, man. They are worse than the Hawks. They are worse than the Pistons. They are worse than the Bulls on defense. The opposite has been true for the Timberwolves. They are the best defense in the NBA. But I like the over one because I think the Timberwolves can get to like 147 by themselves. But another thing about big spread games like this, you got a fourth quarter with, you know, the 19th guy on the San Antonio Spurs out there running. Like, they're just going to be doing – they're playing pickup out there. So, I, I like the T-Wolves the the to put up their points and then for the Spurs reserves to do their part in the fourth quarter. Uh, final one for you. Not exactly the sexiest game on the card tonight. These teams are a combined 7-32. and 32, But we have the Grizzlies and the Pistons tonight in Detroit. Yeah, we do have the Grizzlies and the Pistons in Detroit. That would be the 27th-ranked offense in the NBA and the 29th-ranked offense in the NBA. No point guards on either of these rosters, right? Look at the roster. Find me a point guard. Find me a point guard on either of these. I get, I've always been a Marcus Smart guy. Marcus Smart, not a guy who's going to come in and make your offense great. He is, a, he is a connector. He is a helper. Honestly, the best point guard that, uh, that the Pistons would have had access to He's, he's the backup point guard for the Suns now. Saban Lee, honestly, was the best. And Sasser is okay. Cade, I think, is more of a wing than a point guard. Like, these are just – these teams can't score. They cannot score. Uh, we, are, we are taking the under here, and we feel pretty good about it. Yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about it as well, uh, Davis. Of course, tomorrow night we'll have those semis in Vegas. Bucks, Pacers, and the Lakers and the Pelicans – in the nightcap uh, i know you're looking forward to that uh you're not with us tomorrow so let's just say it davis it's gonna be the bucks and the lakers right no dogs are gonna get it done in vegas tomorrow night <laughs> i want it to be the pacers so bad i i want how to get in there through so bad what i will say the list the whistle for the lakers you are never gonna find a more friendly whistle for the lakers than they are gonna get I in agree. that game they're gonna get every call their way I don't disagree, uh, and I think LeBron wants that. He wants to be able to say that he's the first one, uh, whoever won that trophy, first one to win the MVP. He'll be going all after. The Lions Share, brought to you by BetMGM. We'll come back. Davis with me for one more. We'll do some more NFL here in hour number two. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Wednesday. Carver High, Davis Maddock in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. All right, Davis, uh, we'll close out here this hour with some more stuff, NFL-wise, games for Sunday, etc. The Niners coming off demolishing the Eagles on Sunday in Philadelphia now face the Seahawks for the second time in three weeks. Of course, they had the Thanksgiving night game. Uh, Niners took care of business up in Seattle. Now this one's going to be at Levi's. Uh, Seahawks 6-6 six and six hanging by a thread uh, in the NFC. 10.5 for the Niners. 46.5 is the total. Uh, the path is clear now, Davis. I mean, the Niners have beaten the Eagles. They've beaten the Cowboys. If they can win out, 
they would think maybe they can get a couple losses from those teams and maybe they can have all the games in Santa Clara in January. Be a little in on the Seahawks, honestly. Uh, a win here, by the way, gets them up to about 50% to make the playoffs. And then uh, if you give them a win against uh, the rest of these crappy teams, even if they lose to the Eagles, they're like kind of locks to be in. This is the really the most important game for them the rest of the way. Ten and a half is a lot. For a second divisional game, Gino was clear. I mean, Gino was clearly hurt in that Thanksgiving Day game, right? I mean, he was, it was on a short week. He'd had that triceps injury. They showed that clip of him shirtless getting his tricep worked on yeah. in the meeting, but he, he was just clearly banged up. That was Charbonnet's first NFL start. Like, I, I don't know. I, I look at the Seahawks and I'm like, this should be a good team. I like all their wide receivers. I like Geno kind of more than uh, the average. Like I'm a little bit above market on him, but also like, don't ask me because everything I've thought about Brock Purdy has been wrong. I was short on him. Now I'm way high on Brock. Pur I just don't, I don't know what to make of this dude. Like I just, I is Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he way better than that? It, like, I just, I, I literally do not know about Brock Purdy. Yeah, you know what? Since you bring that up, I'll, I'll go to this next, and then I'll come back to the Super Bowl because it all ties together to the 49ers, and that's Purdy's MVP odds, which Davis skyrocketed. Uh, like, like this guy is one of like the co-favorites now for this award, which is just crazy to me uh, from where he was. I mean, even he was in the 20-to-1 range two weeks ago. To be 3-to-1, 3.5-to-1, along with Dak and Jalen Hurts right now, is wild to me, and I get it. The Niners have played well, and he's played well. But I just, I did not have Brock Purdy NFL MVP on my bingo card this year, Davis. I just, I just didn't have it. Even if the Niners were going to be really good, I didn't have that uh, as something that was going to go down this year. I think what the odds are reflecting is that whoever the quarterback of the NFC one seed is feels most likely to me to win MVP. Could be Dak. Could be Jalen, could be Purdy. I actually, honestly, uh, we, we were talking this morning. Actually, Boomer Esiason, amazing. What, what you, when you work for SportsCare, the conversations you get to have. He said what I kind of thought, which is Tyreek is totally eligible for this award. He is having a good enough yeah. season that he would completely be eligible. If he gets, so he's got 12 touchdowns right now. If he gets to 2,000 yards, which he is on pace to like smoke past 2,000 yards. If he gets 2,000 yards and like 19 touchdowns, I, I think that would probably be my guy. I, I think that would probably be who I – because that is just – if it's a year where the quarterbacks are kind of like, well, they're wide receivers and offensive lines and their coaches are all pretty good, and it's like, I don't know. I, I think he probably gets it. But Dak, I think if I if you made me vote today without knowing what happens the next five weeks, I, I think I'd vote for Dak. But, but Purdy is totally capable of winning it. He is, and you make a great point, and Boomer did it with, with Tyreek. Running backs and wide receivers, to even be in the conversation, have to have all-world years, like numbers that you have not seen in the past, and he is going to do that. I think that that's kind of obviously brought Tua back down. I think he's plus 950 now, or right around there, uh, and so is Lamar. And it's funny, you talk about those three guys for the NFC being the one seed. What if the Dolphins or the Ravens? run the table and win their last five games and finish 14 and three. We can't get Lamar or Tua in that conversation. And they're now plus 950. They're about the same. I think it's worth a flyer on those two guys. 
It, so it definitely is. I think the fact that they play each other in Week 17 is pretty interesting. You know, you, it could be it could be like a loser leaves town match for MVP. Yeah. Like if the Ravens win that game, you know, 43 to 10. The the crazy thing about Lamar is that if you like look into some of the advanced stuff, he's actually having his best passing season. Obviously, I mean the 2019 season is like ridiculous. No, like. So if you ever if you ever bored, go look at some of the advanced stuff from Lamar's 2019 season. Like I, I think I think nine point eight percent of his touch passes went for touchdowns that year, like insane. But he's been really unlucky at the goal line. He's only got thirteen passing touchdowns. I think as a team, they have over twenty rushing touchdowns. It, it's like unbelievable. They just keep oh, the running backs just keep scoring if you if you reverse half of those if you gave half of gus edwards touchdowns to lamar he, he might be five to one right now to win this award i i don't hate the lamar ticket idea it, it's like you said before though they're just so good at it that that's what they're gonna do uh down there when they get inside the five inside the three is that they're going to get the gus bus out or they're gonna get you know one of these guys out and they're just going to hammer it home uh with them uh Give me the Super Bowl real fast, and then we'll, we'll move on to a couple of these other games. Niners, no doubt, uh, at the top right here after beating the Eagles. It seems to me, Davis, that there's it's this is where it is right now. Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, Dolphins, Dallas. And I don't know. I don't think anybody – I don't know if anybody beyond those six is winning the Super Bowl this year. Can you make a case for anyone else that's left on the right side of that board? Yeah, if your boys get in. If the Buffalo Bills get in, like, okay, let's let's fast forward and let's say the Bills, whatever permutation of things they need to have happen over the next five weeks happens, and they end up being, you know, let's call it the sixth seed. What what are their Super Bowl odds? Uh six to one, seven to one, probably, honestly, at that stage. If they win, if they win in the wild card round, they're they're four to one. I mean, they they go up they go up to what would be the second favorite right now. Now I, I on and to me I I don't know maybe this is me being a hater. Miami is not winning the Super Bowl. I just like I don't I don't I don't buy it. Like when they when they come up against these really good teams, they get shellacked. They beat up on terrible teams. And I I don't think Detroit can win. I don't think Jacksonville can win. Houston, great story. I think the teams that are eligible to win are the three NFC teams, Kansas City, Baltimore, and then Buffalo if they get in. I I wouldn't even bet Miami. Uh, Let me go to that uh, now because, like you said, I want to run out of time on this. Bills and Chiefs, Sunday in Arrowhead. This has gone from three to two and a half, and now this afternoon, one and a half. The Bills don't win big games, Davis, but surprisingly, people forget this. They've actually won in Arrowhead the last two years in the regular season. It gets overshadowed because they've lost twice in Arrowhead in the playoffs over the last three years. So, it, it, you know, you don't realize they have gone there and won, just not in the biggest moments. They're off of a bye. They're the more desperate team. The Chiefs have looked, you know, even their defense has come back to earth a little bit in the last two weeks. Are the Bills going to go into Arrowhead and get their season re-jump-started? Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight with you. When I woke up on Monday morning after that Packers loss as a Chiefs fan, and I looked at the schedule, and I was like, "Oh, oh, brother, that is not what you want. That is not what I want. I wanted to see Raiders at home. I wanted to see Chargers on the road. I I wanted to see anything but." the bills because i i actually think it's kind of a little bit of an underrated rivalry between these two teams it's not really it's not really talked about 
I, I think it's legit. And uh, there was that great moment at the uh, at the the charity golf thing, the match seven or whatever, mm-hmm. when like Alan was like Alan and Mahomes kind of had this little moment talking about the 13 seconds thing. And I was like, I can tell that Josh like thinks about that, that he's like, dude, that was like the uh, worst experience of my life. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah. it and what, what did he say? At the, it was like, he was like, Oh, I don't do coin tosses anymore. Cause yeah, they were going to do a coin toss. Yeah. You teed off. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's legit. I, I think this is, I think the bills can totally win this game. The chiefs are just not right. The, the, the chiefs are, are not the chiefs right now. Yeah. The, Allen has been awesome against the Chiefs his last three games there. Even the 13-second game, they didn't lose because of Allen. Allen probably played one of the greatest games a quarterback has played in a loss in a playoff game ever that day in Arrowhead. And he never saw the ball again. So he's given the Chiefs defense problems. And if they let him play like they did the two games before the bye, where they've kind of taken the chains off a little bit, Davis. You know this. You look at this stuff. Josh Allen and the Bills' offense the last two weeks since they fired Dorsey, significantly different, and it cost them games. If they would have did this earlier in the year, they wouldn't be 6-6 six and six right now. They'd maybe have seven or eight wins and be in much better position. I mean, absolutely. Like, the, the Bills are a really good football team. They are fourth in the NFL in EPA per play, second in success rate, ninth in explosive play rate, and they are seventh in pass rate over expected, meaning, you know, they turn the ball over and they or they put the ball in Josh Allen's hands and let him do his thing. There's nothing about their profile as a team that would suggest like this is the team that deserves the, you know, the Steelers should not be in the playoffs over the Buffalo Bills. You know, just like some terrible bad luck losses. Now, some of them, the Bills game is the one that really rings out to me. Like that, there or the Bengals game. That was like a bad yeah. loss. That was just like you gotta be better than that top to bottom as an organization you can't lose that game like the Bengals also laid an egg in that game and found a way to win um they they should get in they really should I I I just I can't believe there's a world where the Bills and the Bengals in the middle of like building these dynasties are both going to miss the playoffs yeah and teams like uh the Texans and the Colts uh could make the playoffs right in that in the two teams that picked quarterbacks in the top five of the draft last year uh and texans are going to be in new york against the jets this week we have a bunch of teams davis that uh announced who they're going to play quarterback because that's one of the things about december football you're either banged up and you're losing your quarterbacks or the play has been so bad that you're trying new ones the jets are going to go back to zach wilson it was zach wilson's fault and believe me i'm no zach wilson defender davis uh, not whatsoever but it was zach wilson's fault and they decided to try tim boyle and Trevor Simeon, and they realize, man, this is even worse. Uh, and they're going to go back to Zach Wilson against the Texans on Sunday. You know what? I, I So I, I made a bet with a buddy today. He gave me 10 to 1 that any quarterback not named Zach Wilson will start for the Jets on Sunday. Could be Brett Rippon, who they signed off the Seahawks practice squad. Could be Trevor Simeon. Could be, I mean, whoever, right? I So I just, I made a bet that Zach Wilson would not start. Uh, because... Sala came out and he just lied, dude. He said, <laughs> it's quote of the year, quote of the year. We always believe Zach was the quarterback who put us in the best position to win, yeah, right? I mean, true. just unbe- just uh, really unbelievable stuff. I guess, uh, Carver, as a Bills fan, uh, not been the best year of your life, but it has to have been great to just watch the Jets be the entire circus of the NFL. 
I, I listen. I, I thought it was possible. I didn't think. Ro- I thought it was possible with Rogers playing. It could happen, and I, and with him getting oh, hurt yeah. four plays into the season, it made it even more that it was going to happen. And somehow they topped the Mets this year in New York for just absolute dumpster seasons uh, after so much high expectations going into them. The Jets were somehow able to pass the Mets in that category. Davis, great job as always. I will see you Friday in the Lions here because it's a Warren Sharp Thursday tomorrow on the Lions here. Davis Maddock, there he is on the grid. We'll come back. More to do right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. Great to have everybody with us. It is time. For this day in Carver High history, let's do it. 1960, the American League grants American entertainer and businessman Gene Autry a franchise, which would become the L.A. Angels. Remember when they were the California Angels uh, back then? 61, Syracuse running back Ernie Davis, the Express, wins the Heisman Trophy, first African-American to do that. 1986, Major League Baseball dismisses Commissioner William Eckert after three years. Never good, three years, didn't do a good job. 1975, Ohio State running back Archie Griffin wins the Heisman for the second time. Still, the only person to win the Heisman twice, Archie, back in 75. 84, uh, Helena Sukova snaps Martina Navratilova's 74-match winning streak in the semis of the Australian Open, ended Navratilova's hopes of completing the Grand Slam. 86, Miami quarterback Vinny Testaverde wins the Heisman Trophy. 90, the NHL grants condition membership to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes, 92, the 49ers wide receiver Jerry Rice catches an NFL record 101st career touchdown. 92, the San Francisco Giants get a replay 43 million dollar deal with barry bonds uh wow 43 million that was a big deal back then and now uh, that is for one season uh 97 number three tennessee beats number 11 auburn 30 to 29 in the sec title game 2018 derrick henry ties tony dorsett for the longest touchdown run in nfl history 99 yards 238 and four tutties drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing I had Derrick Henry in fantasy that year. That was a great Thursday night game. You heard Buck on the call. That was back when Fox was doing the Thursday night games. Uh, we got another hour to go for El Coast to Coast. We're back right after this. 